Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is, my name's Tanner. Hi, everyone. My name's Amanda. And this is uh, the Cozy Cryptic. Uh, welcome for joining us if you're new, and thank you for coming back if you're a returning listener. Yes, we really do appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this week, as we join us this week as we explore the Mexican state of Morales, uh, we bring you tales of increasing signs of UFOs and strange human type being being observed and. Observed and filed. And filmed around Mexico's five largest volcanoes. Tales of the cryptid Cocoy or the Coco Man. And the inclusion of ghostly tales of strange events occurring on Mexico's subway systems that we started in the the last episode. So this is going to be part two. Part two, yes. guys had a great week by the way and enjoyed the episode with uh danny diva the daniels the psychic psychic yeah that was psychic. a good episode and healer and spiritual healer and especially she's uh yeah she's into reiki she reiki. reiki classes yeah. And yeah we would definitely have her back on to talk yeah. more about yes. more of what she does especially i think you had a ton of questions to ask her 
Dan, I also would like to see if she would do a reading. Uh, actually, yes. She said she would do a free reading for both you and Mom. I would love to do a reading if she could about Mom, if should she is a type of medium. I'll let her know. And we can record it and do an episode with it. Did you try to contact her? I have not yet. I looked at her page and everything like that, and I followed her on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Uh, first up is, the, okay, here we go. Let's start right about uh, UFOs and humanoids. Yeah. Of, uh, uh, um, the date was Monday, June 9th, 2014, and the time was 8.19 a.m. Mesco was waking up. Get your phone away from the... I your, just turned it off so it doesn't ring. No, but you're... Oh, interference. Sorry. Yeah. So what the hell was that? <laughs> Ow. Um, and thousands of Mexicans were tuned into to the... Televisa Network morning program on Channel 4 called El Manero. Uh, the show is typically of, is t- uh, typical of morning shows around the world with news and current events mixed with human interest stories to give people a light start to the day. On that Monday, however, the lighthearted morning show was taking an interesting and unexpected, unexpected twist. Sorry, I you through that goddamn paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Glancing up over their breakfast or morning coughing, tens of thousands of viewers would report seeing something curious going on behind the show's announcers. As a background, El Monore had live footage of Pupucatupetl. I don't know if I said that right. Oh, I'm sorry for butchering it. A Mexico's most active volcano, which had occasionally been spewing ash and smoke into the air since earlier in 2012. From out of the fumes of smoke, as viewers would call in to report, a black object emerged. It hovered for a while and then moved off screen to the right. Hmm. Hovering is... You think it's hovering because of the hot air coming from off the... like Kind of like how a lantern would because you have yeah. hot air... Possibility. Or it could be something more. Maybe. Uh, uh, the young announcer did not even know what was going on in the screen behind him. Continue reporting the news. When a caller started to come in about this black UFO emerging from the volcano, researchers were quickly or quick to try to verify the sign by other means. A popular site called Webcam X. Webcams de Mexico had a 24-hour camera fixed on Popocatapeltal uh, from, the, from the town of Santiago Zalatila uh, in the Mexican state of Pueblo. From a different angle, the camera caught the same black object emerging from the volcano. Uh, at the same time, that time as what Venezuela saw on the El Monero show. This is not the first or the last time the strange, that strange object has been either coming, has seen either coming out or hovering around Mexico's iconic volcanoes. In addition to many UFOs reported in and around the volcanic zones, witnesses have also reported the appearance of strange humanoids, which may or may not be related to what people are seeing in the skies. 
Unknown to many outsiders, Mexico is home to five volcanoes that stand over 15,000 feet tall. The tallest among them at 18,491 feet is Pico del Os Os Osbren. I don't even know if I said that, but we'll roll with that. Which is the second highest volcano in the world after Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. The next in order of height at 17,802 feet is the Papa Petel, the famous uh, mountain which looms in the distance and is easily visible from Mexico City. Of all the 500,000 tall plus tall volcanoes in Mexico, Pupu um, Petel is the only one classified as active. The next highest at 17,000 160 feet is is Tecachu, which is the indigenous language means white women. Um, early Spanish uh, speaking inhabitants of the area nicknamed the volcano La Morta the Mighty, the sleeping woman, because of its resemblance to an inclining female female in silhouette. Man, we really are butchering these paragraphs. Yeah. Uh, according to Aztec legend, uh, Izdak Katol was once a princess who fell in love with one of her father's warriors named Pabacatepeto in a sort of Romeo and Juliet fashion with a distinctive Mesoamerican twist. With the princess her- when the princess heard the false news the warrior had been killed in combat, she died of grief. When Pabacatepetl uh, returned home to find that his love had died, the gods covered them both with snow and turned them into mountains. As a toll is virtually snow capped. In fact, the other two taller volcanoes previously mentioned also have glaciers on them, which is a surprising piece of trivia for foreigners who tend to think of Mexico in terms of beach resorts, harsh deserts, and steamy jungles full of undiscovered ruins. The highest peak in Mexico all have alpine rescue teams attached to them, much like what they have in places such as Switzerland. Thanks. Um, the last two volcanoes in Mexico that are above, that are above uh, 15,000 feet are Nevado de Toluca, which stands at 15,350 feet, and Sierra Negra, which stands at 15,223 feet, and is located right next to the tallest peak, Pico de Orizaba, on the border of the Mexican states of Pueblo and Veracruz. All volcanoes mentioned are located in the central part of the country in what geologists Called the Trans Mexican Volcanic Belt, all the Mexican all the Mexican volcanoes have a strange phenomenon associated with them, including unusual lights and objects in the sky, and mysterious being seen by hikers in and in accessible areas. In blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. A simple online search of O V N I, which is Spanish for UFO, along with any of the peaks listed here will get a whole host of articles and video clips of unknown flying objects in and around the volcanoes. As, ne- uh, as nearly everyone in Mexico now has a camera attached to their mobile phones, footage of unexplained objects in the sky are more and more common. Knowing that the volcanoes are hotspots for UFO activity, some researchers have come up with interesting nighttime footage by using infrared um, cameras. The most common objects film around the volcanoes 
are orbs, discs, cylindrical objects, and a strange phenomenon of what appears to be flying humanoids. Superman? <laughs> Ow, will make me laugh. Uh, on January 4th, 2014, inside the Cadera of Nevada de Toluca, a hiker recorded a greenish yellow orb merging out of one of the small lakes inside the volcano. At first, the hiker thought it was a duck or goose, but the object assumed a spherical form and seemed to float along the surface of the lake and among, and among the boulders and rocks of the inside of the volcano. The object never left the Cadera and went back into the lake. The lake inside Nevada de Toluca are said to be the home of the Telacana, a freshwater mermaid type creature that predates the Aztecs. That is cool. I think we talked I think we talked about that before. I think so, I just don't remember when. Uh let us know. <laughs> the orbs either metallic or made of bright glowing light are the most common UFO sighting over all the volcanoes in Central America. <laughs> Central Mexico. Holy shit. Well it's technically still America. True, but still. Yeah. Um next on the list are metallic saucer like objects. On February 6, 2016, a driver on a main highway passing by Pico del Asbury took a picture of a disc-shaped object that made national television. When the photo was analyzed, it was judged not to be an enhancement or fake, and the object appeared to be as large as a commercial airliner. That's huge. Yes. Like, extremely huge. Uh, a glowing cylindrical object was filmed on December 2nd, 2012. In the skies above the snowy white is is It was also witnessed by hundreds of people in the area. The most famous cylindrical UFO was captured by webcams de Mexico over Papo Catapetal earlier that year on October twenty fifth. It was seen disappearing inside the volcano and never coming out. The active volcano Pupu Petal seems to have more activity around it and is the only peak on which strange humanoids have been observed both on the ground and flying in the air. Yeah, I'm trying not to break them up, so I don't mess with it. Perfect. Sounds like <laughs> The paranormal Mexican television show Teresa Mignon, hosted by investigative journal... Jamie Humison boasts that it has been reporting of flying humanoids spotted near the slopes of uh, Pupu Petal since 1999. There are many video clips of strange, dark, human-like figures floating around the floating around in the air in a seated or standing position. Some look like they are wearing jetpacks. Ooh, jet. Hmm? Invisible jet? <laughs> I don't make me laugh. This uh, Tidlin uh, in the Mexican state of Morales, located between the Nevado de Loco and Mospital Volcanoes, Dorado Valenzuela, recorded what he looked like a standing man in black hovering over his town. This was just, this was July 8th, 2000, five years later, <coughs> June, <coughs> June 17th, 2005, Horatio Roquette. Filmed a flying humanoid in a seated position over southeastern Mexico City. 
the, uh, the most famous flying humanoid footage was taken by amateur sky watcher Salvador Ramirez from the town of Estacapec on December 17, 2014, in the middle of the afternoon. Ramirez stated that the object had intelligent movements, and his footage shows clearly that the figure had a pair of dangling legs. All right. The humanoid seen on the ground on the slopes of the volcano Popopelo may or may not be related to the unidentified objects or human figures in the air, but many research believers that many researchers believe they are. According to Ostega um, Tangle, director of the national park that encompasses both Popopelo and is he pronouncing these names? Is Ted, uh, I can't pronounce it, the other volcano. Uh, many hikers have seen human-like creatures on the slopes of the volcanoes for years. The creatures are described as thin and very tall, ranging from 7 to 8 feet in height. They are the color of the volcano soil and move rapidly among the landscape. Some researchers have claimed that these beings are in the same as those reported in Chile on the slopes of a volcano called... Misty, a sort of Bigfoot-like creature covered in hair called El Macoon by the locals in Chile. Ow, my tooth. (coughs) Yeah, Bigfoot's everywhere, dude. Kind of a slut. Sorry. The tall, hairy beans spotted on the slopes of Popocatapetl are said to be a recent phenomenon, with no mentioning in indigenous lore and only date back a few decades, which have led some to believe that the creatures are not native to the area and are more recent arrivals. Famous Mexican mountaineer Guillermo Vidales described on camera his encounters with the creature on the icy slopes of the volcano. He said he was in the Las Gritas area of the mountain on the route to his hop crater when he saw a tall, thin, brown human-looking being climb the volcano at a very rapid play- place. Uh, the creature did not wear any equipment, which was strange in such extreme weather. The next day, Valdez and his team found tracks in the snow. The footprints had what appeared to be indentations of claws coming from the back of the leg, which probably assisted the creature in climbing, much like a hiker's crampon. Yeah. On December 15, 2014, acclaimed UFO researcher Ana Luisa Cid uh, interviewed a man called Jose Antonio Cineros about his recent experiences on the slopes of Popocatapetl. Cineros claimed that there are two types of unknown beings that live on the volcano. A smaller being that is mostly white with large black eyes, which serves as a sort of custodian to the forest. Cisneros also claimed to have contact with the uh, taller, thin beings being reported by many other hikers in the past 20 years. Cisneros said that he believed uh, that the taller, thinner human-like creatures are part of the UFO phenomenon and come directly from extraterrestrial spacecrafts. So why is there such a strangeness surrounding Mexican volcanoes? There seems to be as many theories as there are researchers on the topics discussed. Some believe that the sightings on the webcams and infrared devices are easily explained away as life from helicopters and other aircrafts, or even celestial bodies like the moon or Venus. 
the hardcore perspective claim that photos or footage showing UFOs are elaborate hoax or innocent tricks of light. UFO and paranormal researchers who believe that objects and beings associated with them have more extraterrestrial explanations theorize several things with regards to the volcanoes. Volcanoes may serve as portals to secret underground bases. Uh, the panels may also be the source for raw materials to fuel interstellar spacecraft or serve other purposes. Humanoids are explained as serving as scouts or part of Renaissance missions. Whatever the explanations, the sightings of strange objects in the sky and strange creatures on the ground in and around the famous Mexican volcanoes seem to be increasing over time. As with many mysteries, perhaps time will tell. Alrighty, we'll be back with a. Uh, if we say a little something about help us support the show, yeah, we'll be back with a way to help support the show. Hello, everybody. Uh, so, hey, um. My name's Tanner. I'm the host of the show. And with me, uh... This is co-host and soon-to-be wife, Amanda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know how you can help support the show. Just by going over and getting yourself some cool clothes. Kind of cool clothes. Like, you know that jacket I got? That, uh... Really expensive one that your mom wants? Yeah. I got that off of Brute Impact. Are they environmentally... No, that's that's another one. There's so many. What they do uh, help out like with uh, World of Hunger and stuff. They help with that. But they're going to give Cozy Cryptic listeners a 25% discount with code 25 underscore Tanner at checkout. And they have some really cool clothes, guys. You got, hat, you got hats, jackets. jackets. I want to steal his denim jacket. Uh, I'll bring it up here. Mm. Yeah, so for guys, you check it out. Let me, let me, let's take a gander. Yeah, I like that shirt. Yeah. Got, really they got kimonos, cool. I think. They actually have some nice items. And even their sunglasses are nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you. I still like that jacket. Yeah, me too. Actually, that's a cool jacket. Oh, yeah, that's cool. The dog. Yep. It's called Backup Denim Jacket. That is really cool. Um, You can check them out at BruteImpact.com and use code word 25Tainer, 25 underscore Tainer at checkout. Save 25% off your order. And we are going to turn back to the show. 
Oh yeah, I'm right. yeah. It's my turn anyway. All right. Like your socks, by the way. Very cute. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Except I did not realize there's a huge gaping hole in them. Yeah. A hobo sock hole. And in the year 2001, uh, Cinco Puntos pressed out of El Paso, published a bilingual children's book, El Cocoy, written by Joe Hayes. Hayes, who had lived in the American Southwest since his childhood, is a consummate storyteller and collector of legends and folktales. It was Hayes' book that finally brought the Kukoi out from under the beds and out of the dark closets of Mexican children's rooms and into the light day, into the light of day of the English-speaking world. What's been called the Hispanic version of the Boogeyman has been terrifying children throughout Mexico for centuries. While few think the Kukori is based on a real creature. Some may be surprised to learn that the creature's origins go back to prehistoric Celtic Europe. So what is the Kukori? What does it look like? What does this legend serve? Well, we can start with the story of the Kukori as related by Joe Hayes in his children's book. There was once a man who lived in a small Mexican village with his three daughters. His wife died. Leave the man to raise the three girls on his own. Poor man. That's that's very hard. For we can relate. Uh, the youngest of the three daughters was very helpful around the house, recognizing that without their mom around, the father was left to spend twelve hours a day working, along with all the responsibilities of two parents. The older daughters saw their younger sister has somewhat of a goody two-shoes. The older girls were always out playing or doing whatever they wanted, while the younger girl was stuck doing all the chores. When the younger daughter pleaded for help from her sisters, she was met with laughter and derision. Rude. That sounds like Cinderella. Pretty much, actually. One day, the younger daughter went to the father to plead with him to force the other girls to help her, but that only made matters worse for her. The older sister began to sabotage the younger girls' work, throwing ash from the fireplace on the newly cleaned floors or tying knots into the fresh laundry drying on the clothesline. The father, um, tired of the antics of the older girls and their attitude of overall laziness, threatened to call the Kukori to come and get them. The old girls thought this threat was funny. The Kokoi is described as being tall and fury, with red eyes and a peculiar red ear that's bigger than its normal ear. It was with this big red ear that the creature could hear misbehaving children. Some said from a distance of 250 miles. That's pretty far. Mm-hmm. This snarling creature would have abducted bad children take them to his cave in the mountains, and eventually eat them. And this served as a lesson to young children to behave and mind their parents. The older sisters mocked the fairy tale and did not take It's kind of fucked up, though. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And didn't take the father's threat seriously. When the father heard of his daughter's... Uh, continued bad behavior, he went outside and called out to the concurrently by name. This made the two older girls even more irrelevant. And they continued to make fun of the situation and torment their younger sister. Then townsfolks reported seeing a large, upright, hairy creature enter their little village. The creature made a beeline to the house of the widow and snatched up the older girls. The Kukurli swiftly took the girls to his mountain hideaway, a dark cave with a deep pit. He put the girls in the pit and fed them one tortilla per day, enough to barely keep them alive. Uh, after about a week, uh, a shepherd tending his herd of goats on the mountain went to rescue a goat. He had his hoof stuck between two rocks. After the goat was freed, the goat herd... Goat herder, goat herder heard the wailing sounds of two girls inside the pit. The goat herder entered the cave and rescued the two, talking them down the mountain, taking them down the mountain and back into town. And the the, the disappeared daughters were united with their father and little sister, and begged the, the man never to call the Kokoi on them again. The father never did. Because the girls never gave him reason to. From then on, the girls helped out around the house and stopped being mean to her little sister. Today, that little Mexican town is home to the great-great-great-grandchildren of the three sisters and is known throughout Mexico for having the most polite and well-behaved children anywhere in the country because no one wants the Kukuri to return. It's kind of fucked up. It is, but it's effective. Uh, there are many versions to the story, and in various versions of the legends that Kokoi that can be a hairy half-woman-like creature, as in the Joe Hayes retelling, or an old man, a ghost, or a large reptilian being. And some... Uh, some lost some place. In some stories, the Kokoi is cloaked, much like the Grim Reaper. In other stories, he is carrying... A skull or something like a jack-o'-lantern that resembles a skull. The lack of uniform description of the creature and the various ways in which the legend is told suggests a very ancient and diffuse origin. The only thing that all Kokoi stories have in common it has to do with their use as a term or punishment for bad behavior of children. The overall message, like the boogeyman of the English-speaking world, is that if you misbehave or disobey adults, the Kokoi will come after you take you away and the consequence will be severe. 
in some parts of the Spanish-speaking world, including some parts of the American Southwest, the Kukui is known as the Cuckoo or the Cuckoo Man. Legend, um, language historians have tracked it, traced out of the origin Kukui from Coco. This word was used to refer to a ghost with the head of a pumpkin. Linguists believe that comes from a Celtic word, Kron, meaning head. The first written record of what became the Kukui is found in a book from Portugal, dating to the year 1274, called Livro Three de Tocos de Dom Alfonso de Sorero, or English Book Three of Grants of King Alfonso III. The Coco is described as a, a malignant sea creature. There are other sources from hundreds of years ago on the Iberian Peninsula describing the Coco as a large semi aquatic reptile with spikes. A shell like a giant, like a gigantic tortoise. Um, Coca Farah was described this way, inscribed on a daily diet of three cats and three bad children. Poor kitties. Poor kids. In the 1400s, in the area of modern-day Portugal and some parts of modern-day Spain, the cocoa was often symbolized by something representing a severed head. A hollow-out vegetable was often carved with a scary face to represent the creature, or a severed head may have been carved out of wood or fashioned out of clay to scare children to believe in the Kukui's um, representation. The English word coconut comes from the Portugal legend of the severed head of the cocoa, and this fruit was so named when it was first encountered by the ships captained by Portuguese explorer Vasca de Goma in the late 1400s. Some stories of the Kokoi or the Coco have the creature have the creature wearing a cloak like the Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper Harbinger of Death. This element may come from another old Iberian source in Old Portugal as part of the celebration from Holy Week called uh, Proceso dos Passos a Man Hence, a procession announced the death of Christ. This, the man was either called Coco or Pharaoh Coco, and the word Coca was also described, described the hood of the man of war. Also, in Portugal, hooded people called Pharaoh Coco responsible for gathering the remains of people who were recently executed. The colony of New Spain saw Portuguese immigrants during this period, and early versions of the Cocoy legend probably came off the ships along with the passengers from Portugal. Like legends do, the Portuguese cocoa slowly changed to meet the local conditions. It was no longer reptilian, and the cloak was optional. The Mexican cocoa has more of a tendency to be a large furry creature with veins and claws. Much like Jefferson in Nagol of the ancient Aztecs and their subjugated peoples. With the recent increase of immigration from Latin America to the United States, the story of the cocoa has officially entered new territory. It will be interesting to see what will happen in the upcoming decades as the ancient legend Mexican becomes more Americanized. Throughout its many changes before and after its arrival to the New World and across geographical areas, the Kukoi has never divided from its main purpose to terrify children into obedience. Modern-day parenting experts Caution adults from frightening children with stories like the Kukoi and claim that the use of such scary stories to get compliments from the young is 
cruel and unnecessary. In spite of this, there is no indication that the Kukoi will be killed off anytime soon. Well, as Amanda is taking a quick break, let's take a break of our own as we talk about another way you can help support the show. All right, uh, a couple of things we want to mention here is first off, it's makemyself.com. Makemyself.com is a small business started by some college kids and they sell um, streaming gear like RGB lights, uh, console cases, phone cases, keyboards, pads, mouses, uh, cable organizers, and stuff like that. So if all, all stuff you need to start a stream and make your stream look nice and pretty, get keyboards and stuff like that. And they are giving Cozy Cryptic listeners a 10% discount with code word uh, get cozy at checkout. They are also help support uh, cancer treatment centers for kids. They help, uh, they give them like toys and stuff and games to help these kids, uh, dealing with, uh, cancer feel like a kid again while they can. So it helps support the charities and help support the show. Use code word get cozy at checkout when you shop at makemysap.com. And next up, after that is uh, Snazzer. Snazzer is a hat brand that is has a mission to make sure that we are environmentally sound in the future. They're, they have a bunch of cool hat designs and different styles, different designs on them. They're giving Coach Crypto listeners uh 35% discount with code Cozy Caps at checkout. And finally, once again, that's uh, snazzerx.com. Use code Cozy Caps at checkout for 35% off. And finally, the last one for this break segment is ketones. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> So ketones is a brand of ketone that helps your body get into ketosis. Exactly. Um, it's a scientifically fermented uh, ketone that puts your body into ketosis. You need to like, get it all in that mic. It's not picking you up. Can't be. I'm sitting at the edge of the damn bed. Put your feet over the edge. I don't like sitting that way. I like crisscross... You gotta be fucking it, shitting me. Are you really fell out? Yep. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I'm calling them now. I'll be back. 
Hold on a second, damn. So, uh, tell me more about these ketones. It's not picking. Can you hear me now? Well, I don't know. It's not, this is you. You're number two. So I'm completely dead. Hold on. Let me see what's going on. I don't think I know what's up. Okay, there you go. Oh, I think so. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. I lost my train of thought now. Ketones, um... Not only help your mood stability, they put you actually in a better mood. They help you wake up easier. They give you better energy. But the best part is they also help you lose weight. And there's a ton of different flavors. We just actually released cotton candy. Uh, not cotton candy. Cotton candy. They candy. did cotton candy, but now it's snow cone. Snow cone. Yeah, that's their new uh, release that we have out right now. And I believe key lime pie was the other one. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like key lime pie, though. Why? I don't like the taste. Okay. But um, there are a ton of different flavors, um, and we do have trial packs. Um, and if you guys want some more information, you can go on Cozy Cryptid TikTok. Um, or actually... Uh, Luca... Shop Luca... Nine, uh, no, Luca9321.shopketone.com. And that will bring you to my site. And you can see all the different products I have. Soon I will be doing a 10-day challenge, which is drinking ketone for 10 days straight, both morning and night, which is supposed to help you lose weight. And I will also be doing a 24-hour fast. 24-hour fast. Yes. They have a kit that does a whole 24-hour fast for you. Sets up everything you eat, take, and gives you the whole shebang. So Mm. if anyone's interested in joining me... um order a case and I'll do a challenge with you. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy all the wonderful flavors of ketones. And we'll be back with and we're back with the show here in a bit. Okay, the gigantic rats and rat-like creatures, the tunnels of Metro Line 3. The olive-colored Metro Line 3 is the longest line in the whole Mexican state city uh, subway network. It runs north to south from the Indios Verde station to Inumbercidad. A small northern tunnel section of this line draws a lot of attention from curiosity seekers. I've heard strange stories of unusual creatures spotted between the Tatiloco and La Raza stations, according to urban legends and some eyewitnesses' accounts, rats as large as dogs roam tracks and have even attacked people. Damn. Fuck that shit. Yeah. As early as the 1970s, rumors spread of a rat 
the size of a pig that came out from the darkness of the tunnel and killed a young girl while she was waiting for a train on the platform with her parents. Transit workers and commuters alike have also reported seeing a hunched over deformed humanoid figure covered in fur looking around the tracks in the semi-darkness of the tunnels near the Tapaco station. Further south along the the same line, Metro Line 3, a similar creature has been spotted in the tunnels near the Vero station. Commuters have dubbed this creature the Rat Man. Uh, From the Vero station south through the tunnel to the next stop, Miguel Angel de Cuevado, Metro passenger, have reported hearing a shrill, shrieking sound which are attributed to this Timothy Davison, a.k.a. the Rat Man. Uh, uh, as reports of this creature just simply misidentified denizens or vagrants living in tunnels or does the Mexico uh, city subway system really have gigantic rats roaming the metro seeking unexpected prey alright so this story is called the friendly apparition of a loyal transit worker okay the setting for this story is in the Pan-Sensorine Station at the junction of the Pink Line and Blue Line, or Lines 1 and 2, of the Mexico Sub... Mexico City Subway Station. The station is well known because it features a practically unearthed section of an ancient pyramid dedicated to the Aztec god of wind. I can't even eat the cot. It was built sometime in the 1490s. The temple was discovered during the station's construction in the late 1960s. The station is well known for a strange story that seemed to repeat itself every few years. The last telling of the story happened only a few years ago. If I can fix my... Yeah. Okay. Uh, after the last train departed for the night... A worker in charge of checking out the tracks at the station ran into a Metro employee employee who was doing something similar. This confused the worker to see someone else doing his job. He thought that the person checking the tracks was probably new and reported for work in the wrong place. So the worker confronted the person. The stranger said that it was also his job to check the tracks after the last train had left the station. The transit worker took a picture of the man on his cell phone and showed it to his supervisor. The shocked supervisor recognized the man in the cell phone photo. He was a metro worker who had died many years ago, killed by a runaway train while he was expecting the tracks. Transit employees who spend time on the tracks are supposed to stand towards the direction of oncoming traffic. The inspector who died had turned the wrong way and didn't have time to respond to the runaway train that hit him from behind. Ouch. Got railed. Literally. The supervisor spoke with some of the old timers, and they too remember seeing the friendly apparition of the worker still doing his job decades after accident took his life. Goddamn. Yeah. I can't get out of work or nothing. <laughs> I'm stuck on this goddamn job. All right. The ancient Aztec ghost. Aztec ghost. Traveling through the heart of Mexico, the blue lines cut through what 500 years ago would have been the center of ancient Aztec, capital of. What? What are you doing with your hand? No, nothing. Uh huh. Ten, Tenocampeline. 
I don't know if I said that right. On this line, strange apparitions have appeared before transit workers and travelers at both the Pinsaran. I can't even freaking speak with my tooth. Pino. Pino Sarans and Zepco stations and the telling going to and from these stations. The most common apparition is one of ancient Aztec man. There are many variations to this sighting, which may indicate se- separate ghostly beings or perhaps just poorly observed phenomenon. In all stories, the apparition is always male and he is always dressed in, in indigenous clothing from pre-conquest times. In many versions of the story, the man is crying, perhaps longing for a time and a sea that once was. In quite a few versions, the man interacts with people of this world in a very in a friendly way and even speaks to them. Though the Aztec Empire ended five centuries ago, the imperial language not only survived the conquest, it has thrived in modern times. The second most widely spoken indigenous language behind the Inca language. Natul boasts over a million speakers in central Mexico in these first decades of the 21st century. Well, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The Aztec ghost in the metro stations speaks to modern day people in his native language, and these people somehow understand him. In some stories, he asks startled commuters, What's happened to and where is he? as if he is lost. In one version of the story, he is dressed as a jaguar knight. And is eager to rejoin the fellow warriors in the Aztec army to continue fighting some battle. In another version, he is dressed in the common cactus fiber tome of a humble peasant, sad at what his beautiful city has become, and voicing his disappointment with the modern world. Some of these sightings have reached the local news media and have many Mexican city residents believing that these Aztec ghosts are real spirits who somehow trapped in our time, perhaps confused and longing to return to the splendor of their ancient capital city. The Mexico City subway system is home to seemingly endless miles of tunnels, almost 200 stations, and plenty of strange tales. As with anything paranormal, one must ask, are these strange stories real, partly based on fact or Outright fabrications. Perhaps a ride on the metro is in or, uh, metro is in order. While among the multitudes of passengers, just be careful to watch out for witches, the rats, the vampires, and the many ghosts. Ooh. Well, as we uh, wrap this uh, episode to close, we want to say thank you for listening to this episode and sharing it with your friends and family. Sounds so fierce. Share it with your friends and family. <laughs> that is the best way you can support the show, getting the word out and help us get more listeners and followers because we would love to reach as many people as we can. And leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple and you Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, uh, whatever you uh, I believe like Podchaser has a rating and review system on there as well. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, going over to uh, CozyCrypto.com and checking out the merchant store merchandise. We have a new merchandise line. We start a setup. Get hats, t-shirts, wall art, uh, fanny packs, fanny pack, 
I don't have fanny packs. I don't know. You used to. I used to, but I might. I'd check. If it could be. I got shorts, uh, leggings. Don't forget to go to the brand section of the CozyCrypted.com yep. site. Yep. Go to uh, CozyCrypted.com forward slash brands, and there you'll see a bunch of discount codes which you can save money and help support the show with uh, yeah, sunglasses, jewelry, uh, clothing, Pretty uh, much anything you can think of. Hats. And if you want to, if you're a small business owner and you want a shout out, uh, let me know and we'll make that happen. Make that happen. And also, we would love to do a uh, viewer episode. Yeah, listener episode. Yep. Uh, so please fill out the form. If you have any questions or story submissions and your listener, fill that out or contact me at uh com, or at Coastal Cryptic Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I think I might. And don't forget to follow him on Twitch, which is G1. G1 Tanner. Tanner. Twitch, yeah. Uh, yeah, watch, I'm streaming Red Dead Redemption. Which is you, actually pretty interesting. Even watching. I have. I never see you in there. Because I can't always have it on while I'm at work. So the uh, first, I'm in there for the first like 20 minutes and then I have to close my phone. Oh. Sometimes I see people in there and I ain't sure. I, I see people there that I know are actual people. But, like, I don't know if they're actually watching. This be in the chat. I don't know. Anyway, check me out on Twitch. Uh, if any questions or stories, uh, please submit them so we can do a listener episode. Stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. I think we might have another guest coming on. So we'll try here and soon. Hopefully we'll have what's her name back on and we'll actually record a reading for you guys. Yeah, maybe. Have a great week and we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Uh end uh, it okay. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.